On the plus side, I will admit, though, I mean, graphically, it's not an amazing-looking game. Atlas has has always, until recently, been a very low-budget company. Mm-hmm. And they do the best with what they can. Yeah. But following Persona 1, we get Persona 2. Yes. And Persona 2 is a very interesting game because of how it was released. Mm-hmm. So Persona 2 is actually a duology. And there is actually two Persona 2s. Oh, this is the game that was, like, the two-disc, right? Yes. Yep. The, it, the well, girl with the heart the boobs, right? Yeah, Maya. Yeah, heart <laughs> boobs. That girl. That's... She's one of the best protagonists in the series. Well, that's how I remember... Oh, my God. I, I looked up um, I looked up Persona 2, and uh, I'm looking at uh, Igor. His nose is so long. Why is Hitler here? Is Hitler oh, Persona 2? We're not. At, wait, you're going ahead. You're going ahead. Um, <laughs> it just it popped up and related. Yeah, well, Why is explain. Hitler? Let me explain. Jesus. Hey guys, and welcome back to the Gaming Collecting Podcast. On this episode, me and Alex are going to be taking a look at the series, which has just recently turned 25 years old, Atlas's new, extremely popular RPG franchise, Persona. And we'll be going over a whole bunch of the games from the series' early days, to its resurgence in the mid-2000s, to its recent spike in popularity in the late 2000s and early 2020s. It's going to be a wild thing. And honestly, let's hope for some more. But anyways, guys, thanks again for joining us as we discuss the games that shaped us. So, how you been? Eh, it's been a week, you know. Oh, my shelves! Yeah. I can talk about my shelves! Okay. I ordered shelves, and they came in, and then I had to build them. And they have about, like, 50,000 screws. Uh-huh. It took me for... Eh, well, it, it just, like, it wasn't hard to build, but it just was, like, awkward to build. Because I just had to keep... The cat's being weird again. Um, it took me forever to build, but now I have them. And they look great. And I put my bulbous, my big... Big old Bulbasaur figure on it, as well as my One Piece figures. And as I get more figures, that's where they'll go. It sounds like it was a very well. Inc- inc- it sounds like it was a very interesting endeavor. It was. Cabinets, uh, tow- what whatever it's called, they're great. Shelves, that's the word. Shelves, they're great. Shelves. They help store things. And it yep. makes my living room look a lot, like, bigger now. And it looks more like an entertainment center, so. Yeah. Nah, my week was pretty average, I guess you could say. Just there no more leaks in the ceiling? Not above my machine. Well, you know. The building still leaks, <laughs> but. Yeah. But not yours. Yeah, other than that, this week's been miserable because it's been just so hot. Well, especially, yeah, where you don't have AC. It has been, like, a really, like, humid week, too. Like, the humidity has been, like, nuts. Yeah. 
then we've been ex- I've just been extremely tired this entire week. I I hear ya. I've also just been like, oh, exhausted this week. Like, I don't know why. I think it was though everyone was feeling it. I don't know why. Maybe it's because like I don't know. Especially because last week was kind of cooler, especially with all the rain. So I think like when we went back to all the humidity, it was like a, huh, humidity. Yeah. We're not ready for it. So I think it hit everyone hard this week. Yeah, I mean, other than that, I spent, I went running yesterday. Oh, how was that? Uh, I feel, I can't feel my legs, and it was a horrible idea because it was so freaking hot. Yeah, I don't know what, yeah, because yesterday I thought, like, today was hot, but yesterday was hot and humid, so, I don't know why yeah, you thought. Today's pretty humid, too. Yeah. I don't know, yesterday, though, was like, when you stepped outside, you just felt moist. And, like, that's the worst feeling. When you just feel like you're sweating and all you've done is stepped out of the building. That's the worst. I have to say. It wasn't as bad today. Yeah. So, what are you drinking for this episode? For this episode, I'm not just drinking a water like the last time. I, I got some alcohol this week. And this week, I decided to just keep it simple and get some twisted teas because... You can't go wrong with the twee. Yeah. And it's just I'm the drinking, original kind. Oh, sorry. I'm drinking a Crook and Marker uh, Blackberry Lime Seltzer. Zero sugar, infinite flavor, 80 calories. Ooh. Yep. Fancy. See, 2020 made me drink too much, so now I have to cut back a little, so now... The less calories, the better. Oh, God. You're not even, like, I- I'm obese compared to you, so... Oh, shut it. You, like, shut it, I need you. to lose, like, 50 pounds, and you oh, don't need it, to you. lose anything, so you have no reason to talk. I am trying, and now I'm going to really start trying to lose weight next week. Like, on Monday, I'm really going to try, because now we have things to look forward to. I hope so. Such as conventions! Yeah. And I don't want to be in my cosplay and looking like I weigh uh, 200 pounds. So, I'm going to try and lose, like, 50 pounds. Yep. Yep, so we're going to two conventions this year, so far. Yes. Both in Connecticut. Yep, and... One's gaming. <laughs> yep. Although one's not really a cosplay convention. Yeah, no, one I, uh, Retro World, which is the gaming one, I'm probably not gonna cosplay unless I, like, found, like, a video game one, but even then it would be, like, just something simple, you know? Yeah. But the other one, Kineticon, is, like, a... Con- is it is it Kineticon or is it Connecticon? I don't know. I'm not really sure. I read it as, like, Kineticon. <laughs> I could be reading it wrong. It could just be Connect. Because I thought it was supposed to be, like, Connecticut. So, Connecticut. <laughs> I don't know. It looked like Connecticon. Connecticon. Uh, octagon. That looks That looks like more of a... Typical, like a Comic-Con. Yeah, Comic-Con style. So, that'll be interesting. Yeah, it'll be. And we've never been to that one before. So, it'll be a whole new experience. But it looks like they actually have a lot of cool people, co- like... Um, actors, voice actors and stuff. Yeah, they had a lot of Dragon Ball really... voice actors. Yeah, <laughs> you! I mean, I Bless you! Bless you. Sorry. Sorry you had to hear that podcast. Yeah. Now, I don't I, I don't really go to those things to meet uh, voice actors, but... Yeah. 
No, I don't really <laughs> either, but it's kind of cool. I mean, I well, especially, like, I, I don't know, uh, like, as people who've gone to Comic-Con know, especially in, like, Boston, like, they always say, oh, all these people are going to be here, and then they, like, all pull out, like, at the very <laughs> last minute. So I wonder if, like, that will be the same for this one. Well, that, I still think the worst was uh, uh, William Shatner, like, a couple of years ago at Comic-Con. Where you had to pay to pay to see him or something, some stupid shit like that. I was like, no. That's stupid. Like you're already paying for the con at that point. Like, it's all right. I had no interest in seeing him anyways. So yeah, no, that's dumb. But that's just. I I don't really want to see any of these people anyways. Because I mean, it's I I go for. I don't go to conventions for that. I go for. A, it's because it's a glorified shopping trip, and B, just I like the vibe. Yeah, it's a fun experience. Like. uh it's always fun, and, I don't know, it's a fun time. It's, like, a different experience, you know. You get to walk around, you get to, like, look at everything. It's fun. But Yeah. Yep. yep. I mean, other than that, kind of a slow week, Yeah. <laughs> as said. No, I mean, well, for me, I feel like it went by fast, but also, like, slow at the same you know what i'm saying like it was one of those weeks that i was like it was long but like it's over and i'm like oh okay and now it's the weekend yeah. and i am like ready for bed i'm probably gonna go to bed after we finish podcasting because i just feel so tired today yeah i hear you there yep well anyways so for our topic for this episode um, one of our favorite video game companies, Atlas, dropped a bombshell on us this week. What? So, we're going to be talking about the Persona series. Yes, as a whole. Which, as a whole, not just <laughs> four, like we did for like our fourth podcast, I believe. Yes. But, um, yeah, so the Persona series just turned 25. <laughs> yep, hiccup. Alex is as old as the Persona I'm series. as old as Persona. What? <laughs> I'm one year older than Persona, wow. so yeah. You're so old. <laughs> You're old. Oh, old man Bill. Old man William. <laughs> I've, un- I've unironically been called that before. But... Old man William? <laughs> or old man I- Bill? I've been, referred to- I've been referred to as the old man <laughs> The old mom. So... But anyways... Persona. Persona. What an odd, what an odd series. What an awesome series. Well, yeah, it is an awesome series, but it is, it has one of the weirdest histories, I think, in gaming. Hmm. So I guess we should probably start with the beginning. Okay. So, obviously, Atlas is, until recently, they've always been kind of a relatively obscure company. Like, they've been around since, like, 86. Yep. But for the most part, you, you never really noticed what they actually made. Mm-hmm. You'd see them publish a lot of stuff over here, because Atlas USA is a very prolific publisher in the U.S. Yeah. Because, like, fun fact, if you see the Atlas logo on the bottom of a game, it, there's good chance they didn't actually make it. They were just publishing, publishing it. Publishing it. Huh. It's interesting. But if you want to... We want to go back to Persona's Origins... So, the Persona series is actually a spin-off of Atlas's main, like, uh, mainline series, the Megami Tensei series. Yep. Or more commonly known as the Shin Megami Tensei series. Mm-hmm. And, so, 
the Persona series arguably dates a little bit farther back than its official debut because the game that truly inspired Persona was a relatively obscure in the U.S. anyways game called Shin Megami Tensei If, mm-hmm. which came out after Shin Megami Tensei 2 and it was originally released for the Super Nintendo but it was so the Megami Tensei series was always known for kind of it's like it, it always had kind of like a real world setting and you'd have kind of like you'd have to like recruit demons and stuff mm-hmm. and Shin Megami Tensei If was notable for it, it took place in a high school but it still played like a normal Shin Megami Tensei game, which is like first person, like dungeon crawler yep. kind of game where you recruit, you recruit, um... Party members and... Not party members, you recruit, uh, demons. Oh, okay. Via, like, uh... I'm not a huge... I've played some Shin Megami Tensei, but I'm not a huge Shin Megami Tensei guy, so I don't know the exacts. Mm-hmm. But, um... Unfortunately, Shin Megami Tensei If has never actually been released over here. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, most of the Shin Megami Tensei series hasn't been released over here. Hmm. Like, everything before Persona, really, hasn't been officially released. I I do have a translated ROM cart yep. of Shin Megami Tensei If, and I've played a little of it. It's It's interesting. You definitely can see the Persona... You can see where clearly where Persona got its influence from, mm-hmm. because in 1996, uh, this was when Atlas made their first big push to get the Persona, like Shin Megami Tensei and Persona, outside of Japan. Mm-hmm. And their first game was so they released three games. The first being Jack Brothers on the Virtual Boy, which is actually one of the rarest um, Virtual Boy games. Oh, really? Yeah, it, it's not a common game at all. Hmm. But, um... That was kind of a Shin Megami Tensei spin-off that, that uh, not a lot of people noticed. And then the other two games were Revelations Persona mm-hmm. and Revelations the Demon Slayer, or something like that. Hmm. Uh, both of which were... Basically, the first Shin Megami Tensei games to uh, release over here, because that they were initially it seemed like they were going to try and use Revelations as the Shin Megami Tensei moniker overseas. Mm-hmm. So, Revelations Persona is a very interesting game because the Persona series is very Japanese. Yes, like, it's very very it's very Japan. Japanese. Yeah. Like, there's, you play the games, and it's like, there's no hiding the fact that this is clearly Japan. This takes Japan. place in Japan, yeah. Yeah. So, Revelations Persona, they attempted to localize. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. And by localize, they also tried to, like, change... They changed it up so it seemed like the game took place in America. Oh, no. So they redesigned every character. Mm-hmm. Like, they re-like, design their character portraits and stuff to make them look more, quote-unquote, American. American. So, like... Oh, no. Obviously, in, like, the Japanese version, everyone has, like, black, like, dark black hair. Like, yep. So, in 
this version, instead they have, like, everyone has, like, either, like, red hair or blonde hair or brown hair. Oh, <laughs> no. That's... Except for the except for the one character that they didn't change, and they made them the token Asian. Like, oh, no. Oh, no. And then the most infamous was one of the characters they made the black character. Oh. The only one in the game. Oh, no. And unfortunately, the character they chose was probably the most unfortunate. Oh no! And I'm not gonna get I'm not gonna get super into it because it's really, it, it w- it's not a great topic. It was not, if you played it, you know. Yeah, it was not a good choice. <laughs> it was not no, good... it was very, very much the first attempt at localizing the game. Oh no! And it showed. But did they but have any su- atrocities such as like the rice ball donut from Pokemon? <laughs> yes, they did. They did. <laughs> yes, the, the, that that particular character they named Mark. Yep. And uh, his one of his moves in battle is he does dances, which are part of how that you negotiate with the uh, the demons that you use to like recruit. Yep. Or get items from. Yep. So one of the most famous lines in the game is like it, it's like. Whenever you do the dance move, it would be like, Mark danced, like, excitedly, or like, Mark danced sensually, <laughs> or the most famous one, Mark danced crazy. <laughs> <laughs> and that line is, like, up there with, like, you Spoonie Bard from uh, the original Final Fantasy IV translation as just one of those, like, aw- awful translation <laughs> lines that's so iconic that it's actually been kept for, like, all future re-releases. Yeah. Because... <laughs> We'll get to it later, but Persona One was later remade for the PSP, mm-hmm. and they, they thankfully retained its original designs. Yep. But they kept they kept the character Mark. They they kept his nickname Mark just so they could keep the line Mark Dance Crazy in the game, <laughs> which is, which is funny. It's fun. Yeah. But anyways, getting back to the original Persona, like aside from that, they also changed like all the names. Yep. And an entire portion of the game was cut from the U.S. version, mm-hmm. most likely due to uh, time constraints and localization issues. So, because the original Persona had two different quests, like two different routes you could take. Mm-hmm. There was the main route, which is called the Sebek route. Yeah. And then there's the Snow Queen quest, which is a completely different route that you can take. Hmm. Now, the Snow Queen quest was removed from uh, the original PlayStation version in the North America, so we'll, I'll get into it more later on. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, Persona 1 is, I guess you could say, the black sheep of the series nowadays. Because yep. it is the most Shin Megami Tensei out of the entire series. Because mm-hmm. it still has the first person like dungeon crawling, like dungeon exploration. Yep. Like, you're rarely ever in like third person perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you kind of like go into battles, and you, it's got a very Shin Megami Tensei style to it, but it takes place in a high school, and it has a very bizarre like plot that involves like going between worlds, and like it. It's very much like a whole like the whole the whole theme is always like mentality and like the mentality of like humanity and like different emotions. But the whole gimmick with Persona is every party member has a persona that they can summon. Yes. And by summoning that persona, that's how they do their, like, magical attacks. Mm -hmm. And, like, you can fuse different personas with the different uh, demons you collect in dungeons to make stronger personas. And it's all... Persona Persona 1 in particular has a very complex persona creation structure. Yes. 
And honestly, Persona 1, I wouldn't really recommend playing for two reasons. <laughs> One, it's not that it's an awful game, because it's not. I mean, well, I mean, the PlayStation version, I, I wouldn't recommend playing mm -hmm. just in general because of a lot of reasons. Yep. But for the most part, it's A, because the game is absurdly expensive these days. Oh, yeah, I can bet. How much did and you... And B, it's, it, has, it hasn't aged well. How much did you Although spend on you... your copy? I'm just curious. So I got extremely lucky oh, with okay. my copy, and I've, I found it for $50. Oh, wow. And what is, like, the going price right now? I'm just curious. At least around 300 ish Oh, wow. Yeah, so you got a good off... deal, then. Yeah, well, I also bought it, like, in, like, 2013. Thirteen, yeah. when no one really cared. Yeah, and now everyone cares. But in your opinion, well, you wouldn't recommend Persona One. No, if you really need to play Persona One, like the Revelations Persona, the original, mm -hmm. pick up a PlayStation Classic, because for some reason it was included on the PlayStation Classic out of all games. Oh, really? It's on there. That's. I don't know why. <laughs> I guess because. Persona 5 was so big at the time, but yeah, yeah. The, the PlayStation Classic has Persona 1 in its original, like, horrible localized form. Huh. That's funny. Wait, and it's like the bad, like, the bad trans, like, it, the, yep, bad, it, it's the, the bad uh, localization. The version we got. <laughs> it's the version we got. Oh my god! <laughs> what? I, I looked up, I wanted to see the localization change. I found Mark. <laughs> yeah. I found Mark. Oh my god, that's horrible. It's awful. They put like a baseball hat on him too. Yep. <laughs> oh, and they did the horrible, like, there's one thing like with Japanese animation that they did. Well, and we've kind of seen it in like classic animation too. Um, Especially where they, like, accentuate, like, the lips. Yeah. And it's just, I yeah. see that, I'm like, oh, that's so bad. It's the, so the bad. The 90s were a different time. Oh, my God. They learned. <laughs> Thankfully, they learned real fast. I found Mark Dance crazy. <laughs> that's the only redeeming thing from this game. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh... Oh, another fun fact. This game is rated K.A. What does K.A. mean? K.A. was before uh, E for Everyone. K.A. was Kid to Adult. Oh, okay. K.A. was replaced by everybody. But this... K Persona 1 was was rated K.A. Yeah, it was, it was a different time. I'm trying to see... No, 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 no. You know what I guarantee? The Raiders <laughs> looked at it for five seconds and went, Oh, yeah, that's K.A. <laughs> Definitely. Oh, my goodness. Then you, then you get to the final boss, which is literally a... Um, oh, my God. <laughs> A, a large phallic object with a head and butterfly. Yeah, it's not. It's not good. Mm. <laughs> but um, I'm looking at the localization pictures, and oh my god, they just like they literally like like besides Mark, they literally just whitewashed all the other characters. Except except for the token Asian, she stayed the same. Except for oh, she's not popping up. That I think that's well, why. Well, no, because she doesn't. She doesn't, she doesn't change. change. Is she they, the one with the made... headband with the red headband? Is that her character? No, she has like short, shorter hair. Oh well, uh, there's a girl with shorter hair, but she has a red headband. So, oh I wait, maybe don't. there's another character. I don't know, but they're probably not showing her because she there wasn't anything changed. True. <laughs> Which is ironic, because she's actually a significant character in the sequel. But um. Oh my god. 
<laughs> Mark dance yeah. crazy. Mark dance seductively. Re- <laughs> seduct- one of the best is to is one of the enemies in the game is literally a toilet. <laughs> really? Yeah, so you can dance seductively to the toilet. Oh my god. It's it's Persona One is a beautiful disaster. Oh, I could uh... that that's that said, the actual original Japanese version, well, I still think it, it well, well, still not a great game by definitely modern standards. Definitely had problems, but was much better yeah. than Mark Dates Crazy. <laughs> yeah. Now, on the plus side, I will admit, though, I mean, graphically, it's not an amazing looking game. Atlas has has always, until recently, been a very low budget company, mm-hmm. and they do the best with what they can. Yeah. But following Persona 1, we get Persona 2. Yes. And Persona 2 is a very interesting game because of how it was released. Mm -hmm. So Persona 2 is actually a duology. And there is actually two Persona 2s. Oh, this is the game that was like the two disc, right? Yes. Yep. The the girl with the heart boobs, right? Yeah, Maya. Yeah, heart (laughs) boobs. That girl. (laughs) That's... She's one of the best protagonists in the series. Well, that's how I remember. Oh my god, I I looked up um I looked up Persona too, and uh, I'm looking at uh, Igor. His nose is so long. Why is Hitler here? Is Hitler in oh. Persona too? <laughs> We're not. At, wait, you're going ahead. You're going ahead. Um, <laughs> it just it popped up and related. Yeah, well, Why is Hitler? <laughs> let me explain. Jesus Christ. So per- Persona two was released shortly after Persona 1, like a couple of years later. Yep. And it was, as I said, a duology. Mm-hmm. And there was two halves to Persona 1. There was, I mean Persona 2, there was Persona 2 Innocent Sin. Yep. And Persona 2 Eternal Punishment. Yep. Now here's where things get confusing. The first part, Innocent Sin, is kind of like a sequel to uh, Persona 1 because it does feature some of the characters from Persona 1, particularly uh, Yukino, who was the one character that wasn't changed in a in between games. Yeah. But um Yeah, so the game f- for Persona 2, they actually um completely revamped the entire structure of the game. Like they dropped the first person dungeons mm-hmm. in favor of making a third person adventure. Actually, I think Atlas's first third person RPG. Yep. And the graphics saw a significant overhaul. Like everything basically got refined. Mhm. Now, here's the unfortunate part. Innocent Sin did not come out in America. Oh, no. There's a lot of conflicting reports. I think a lot of it has to do with how the main antagonist of the game is literally Hitler. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I don't think that's the exact reason. I think there was a number of reasons. I think it partially had to do with localization costs. But Hitler definitely didn't help. No. But, um... So, Persona 2 has a great story and a great, like, characters. Mm-hmm. An incredible battle system. Like, the whole story is kind of, like... It kind of, like, it represents, like, negative human emotion. It's kind of actually the most similar to JoJo's. Oh, this was really? the one that had Yeah, because this was the one that had, like, the shadows yep. for the first time. Because it actually predates Persona 4 in that regard, where you face off against shadowy figures of certain characters and you kind of face off this is a very rough translation because I ha- I'm not the best with explaining Persona 2 because it's very complicated mm-hmm. and it has Hitler game. so you know 
So it's not actually Hitler. It's 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 it's, it's, it's a demon. It's Hitler. It's a demon taking Hitler's form because evil. Yeah. But but yeah. So it's it's complicated complicated like that. But Persona, the way Persona Two ends without spoiling is basically you fucked up. Oh. And you basically get the shot of basically resetting everything. Mm. So, what's interesting about Persona 2 Innocent Sin is you start, you play as, like, high school students again. Yep. Now, Persona 2 Eternal Punishment is basically a... You basically went back after your screw-up at the end of Innocent Sin. Yep. You got a do-over button, basically. Yep. And But it changes events a little. Mm -hmm. And now you're playing as adult versions of the characters from Persona from the first. Oh, from the first game? Persona 1? Yes. But you have a different protagonist, because the first game you play as the male protagonist from 2. Yep. And Maya is a supporting character, Mm -hmm. and she has like a full-on personality and stuff. Yeah. In um, Persona and Eternal Punishment, you play as Maya, and she becomes a silent protagonist. And Maya is um, the heart girl, right? Yes. Okay. She's on the cover of Persona 2 Eternal Punishment. Yep. Okay. That's who I'm looking at. But, um... And then the other protagonist, uh, Tetsuya, or... Yeah, I think it's Tetsuya. Mm-hmm. Um, he, um... He becomes the supporting character. Yep. And it, it... Basically, you're... Basically, you're playing through an event of the game, basically, where... You don't... Ha- so you don't have to play Innocent Sin... To enjoy Eternal Punishment, mm-hmm. it just kind of gives you some background information because they both can stand on their own. Yeah. Now here's where things get a little confusing. So Innocent Sin initially did not get a release in America, mm-hmm. but Eternal Punishment did. Ah. So they kind of had to work around a few things. Obviously, mm-hmm. apparently the the cost of localizing. They could only really do one, so they went with Eternal Punishment because it was the more current game at the time. Yep. I think it also had to do with the Hitler thing, but... Yeah, <laughs> I don't think... Who knows? Yeah. yeah. But, um... And Hitler yeah, so... isn't in the second one, right? <laughs> mm, I don't think so. No, I don't think so. Yep. Because it's um, a different villain. Well, no, I think it's the actual villain's real form. Mm-hmm. But, um... Yeah, so... Is it a guy with a bag on his head? Who is this... It's like a crown. Oh, no, there's a... I might not be looking at Persona 2, then. There's a guy yeah, with, like, a paper bag on its head. I don't remember off the top of my head. All right, well... But what's interesting about Persona 2 Eternal Punishment is you actually run into a bunch of the characters from Persona 1. At one point, they're all older. Oh, that's funny. You also run into, um... And they had to, like, work around the localization issues from, uh from uh, Persona 1. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a, there's actually a character... Uh, one of the villains in Persona 1 is... He has a Japanese name in the actual game. Yep. But in the American version, they literally just named him Guido. <laughs> yeah. Oh, um, no. So they worked around this in Eternal Punishment by making... Uh, apparently, Guido was actually in um, an alias. Mm-hmm. Like, it was, it was just basically a fake name. Yep. Now, the Persona 2 duology is... So this is where things get kind of interesting. So the the, duolo- the first two Persona games were directed by one of Atlas's co-founders, who was also one of the main 
um, who was also one of the main people behind uh, like the Shimigami Tensei series, and they had um, the main artist for the games was one of the Atlas's longest running uh, uh, creators, uh, Kazuma Kaneko, I believe his name is. Mm-hmm. And so he did all the character art. He's also the main art guy for the Shimigami Tensei series. Yeah. And so after Persona 2, the series kind of goes dark for a while. So Persona 2 came out in 2000. So 99 and 2000. Yep. The series would not get another entry until 2006. Oh, wow. And this would kind of become a theme with the series for a little while. Mm -hmm. So another thing... Persona 2, incredibly worth playing. Yep. Don't get the PlayStation 2 version of Eternal Punishment, because it is also about $300. Oh, wow. And how much did you spend on it? 20 bucks. Wow. How did you because do I that? Bu- because I bought it in 2012 when nobody cared. <laughs> <laughs> Good job. Yeah. Proud of you. Proud of so, you. After Persona, so after the Persona Two, Atlas actually did get a bit more like regular with uh, releasing games over here. Like we got by that point afterwards, we got Shin Megami on the PlayStation Two. We got Shin Megami Tensei Three Nocturne, mm-hmm. uh, the Devil Summoner games, yep, and the Digital Devil Saga, <laughs> which in itself had a, some similar themes to what Persona would become. Because it had kind of a theme of summoning like your inner self, mm-hmm. kind of kind of thing. If I remember, if I'm remembering correctly. Um, and there was also Demi Kids on the Game Boy Advance. Hmm. So eventually, Persona Three gets announced. Yep. And Persona Three takes the series in a radically different direction. Yes. So. This was notably the first game... Persona 3 was notably the first game to feature the iconic now Persona team of director Ketsura Hashino. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm probably butchering that name. I apologize. Artist um, Shigeneri uh, Soejima. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I apologize. <laughs> You're doing and, great. And and uh, composer uh, Shoji Magoro. Yep. That one I believe I got right. <laughs> I I now, think they sounded okay, but I could be very wrong. So it's better you apologize. Persona, <laughs> yeah. So Persona Three originally released in two thousand six for the um, the PlayStation Two, mm-hmm. and from a graphical standpoint, now we definitely made a jump. It's all full three D now. Yep. Third person, mm-hmm. and. Persona Three is interesting because it it established now what is has become the Persona formula. Yes. You play as a technically nameless protagonist, although they all have names. Mm -hmm. They get names later on. So the protagonist for Persona 3 is... uh, He has a couple names. His his official canon name, I believe now, though, is Makato Yuki. Yep. And he is basically a character whose parents were killed uh, before the events of the game, and now he's attending high school on Tatsumi Port Island. Yep. Which is like an artificial island run by the Kurijo group, I believe. Mm-hmm. This is all would make sense if you played the game. Yep. <laughs> and 
you basically start off your day as you're a transfer student into the high school on the island. Mm -hmm. And then shit gets weird real fast. Yep, as most Persona (laughs) does. Yeah. So you move into the, the dormitory and... You question why one of the students has a gun, which isn't actually a gun, but we'll get to that later. And then uh, the first night, all of a sudden, like, in the middle of the night, everyone turns into coffins, and, like, there's, like, one hour after midnight where it's just, like, all of a sudden, everyone in the planet turns into coffins, and then shadows run amok in the city. And this specialized uh, group known as the Seas, I believe, it's, like, S-E-E-S or something, Mm -hmm. they go on and slay the shadows with their personas. Huh. So, I'm not going to get too into the story, because it's actually a really good story. Very dark and, like, interesting story that um you, you should really play. Yep. But, um... So, structurally, Persona 3. The first game in the series that um, introduced the whole, kind of, the split between RPG, turn-based RPG action... Yep. And social sim... Like, social life simulation... Mm-hmm. Where half the game, you play as a high school student, and you can explore the high school, interact with the other students, and, like, meet people to yeah. bring bring up your uh, social links, yeah. which the game also introduces, which are, they're kind of like story, like side quests, like story chains, mm-hmm. with each individual character, and basically when you follow these things, you, you learn more about the character, you unlock more story, but it also, like, helps out with your, um... Persona. It helps out... Like, with the game, like, um, you get, like, persona bonuses, especially if the characters are, like, your party members. Yep. Um, you get different abilities and stuff, and you get more of the story. Yeah. Now, the other half of the game is the actual dungeon exploration, which takes place in a area called Tartarus, which is basically, like, just a whole bunch of floors. And you clear the floor, you move up, and eventually you'll get to, like, a boss fight at the end of each floor. Yep. Well, each, like, number of floors. Mm-hmm. And you do that. Now, Persona 3 has some flaws, though, that later series entries would, would iron out. Yeah. So, uh, one of the biggest problems I have with Persona 3 is you cannot control your characters Oh! Oh! It doesn't give you, you the only op- con- yeah. option. So they basically do contr- whatever they want. They, yeah, basically, you only can control the protagonist, and every other character basically does their own thing. I think you can kind of mess with what they do via, like, you can, like, modify, like, their behavior patterns or something, mm-hmm. but other than that, you can't actually directly control them. Yeah. Which can be a little frustrating. Oh, yeah. I bet that could be super frustrating. Yeah. Especially playing the future games like and i haven't played that well yeah i i would be so frustrated because i definitely like make them do what i want them to do so yeah that it, and, um, i'm sure it really uh, mm. yeah and persona 3's other big problem is time management mm-hmm. so the persona games from 3 onward have a huge emphasis on time management yeah because you, you have a limited amount of days like mm-hmm. that you, you can play through the game before it ends. Yep. So you have to basically spend each day getting as much as you can do done at a time. And you can only do so much during a day. Yeah. And in this game in particular, too, your social links can like go backwards if you screw them up. Oh, does that happen in Persona but 4? I, 
I, I know there's one where it can happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but for the most part, I don't think so. I mean, I've, it's never happened to me in Persona 4. Yeah, I've never seen it happen, so. Ooh. But I've also never screwed up any of the social links in Persona 4. <laughs> You're so smart. <laughs> it's it's not it's not very hard but well you're also the person who tryhards it to get like every social link finished no i skip some of them some of them i just don't care oh. but anyways persona 3 so yeah it's 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 not the most refined game i also think the dungeons are kind of repetitive cuz every floor of tartarus is kind of the same yeah um i do appreciate the soundtrack it's got a very moody and deep soundtrack yep um, and the, the story is very dark, but also very excellent. Mm. And I won't spoil how it ends, because it is a bit shocking, but Persona 3 has a very dark ending. Yes. To say the least. Very And dark. interestingly enough, after its release, Atlas would uh, revisit a bunch of their older games. Yes. But before we get there, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. And we're back. We're back. Oh, I don't know why I All did right. that. <laughs> I made a weird noise. It just no, kind of okay. happened. <laughs> it's okay. So, now for Persona 3, following its release, mm-hmm. Atlas would actually, a year later, <laughs> release an updated version of Persona 3. Oh! Called Persona 3 FES. Yep. And what Persona 3 FES does is, basically, it doesn't really change the core gameplay, the game at all, mm-hmm. but it adds in an additional, like, storyline that takes place after the events of Persona 3. Mm-hmm. So in reality, there's no reason nowadays to own, like, vanilla Persona 3. Yeah. Because if you're going to play it, you play FES. Yeah. So, all that it really did is it did a storyline after the end where you play as one of your party members, the robot, um, Agus. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of just a continuation of the plot line, and I don't really want to go super deep into it, because I don't want to spoil it for anyone who is interested in playing. Yep. But following, following Persona 3 FES, mm-hmm. then we'd get Persona 4. Now, Persona 4 is interesting in the series, because... So, I'm convinced, because of how close they were made together... Yep. I'm convinced Persona 3 had most of the budget. Yep. And then everything else, after they finished that, they used what they had to make Persona 4. Mm-hmm. Because Persona 3 is admittedly probably a more stylized game than 4. Yep. But I feel like 4, they put more attention into basically everything else. Yeah. So obviously, we did an entire podcast about 4. It, oh, yeah. It was episode 4. Yeah. We drone <laughs> on and Persona on. Persona 4 was episode 4. <laughs> yeah, that might have been intentional, but... um. <laughs> Sorry. We droned on for over an hour about Persona 4 and how it's literally my favorite game of all time. And yep. how I play it. I play it once a year. Yep. <laughs> but... It never gets I, old. No, it doesn't. It's a really great RPG, and yeah, honestly, it fixed most of the problems that ha- that three had. 
Yeah. Because for starters, you can control your party members now. Yes. Or you can have them play, do their own thing, like in 3, if you yeah. really are into that. If you prefer but that. You can... But you also have the option. Yep. Um, it definitely greatly gave you more freedom with the time management this time around. Because in Persona 3, you got to follow a strict schedule if you want to get everything. Oh, yeah. Persona 4, you got to follow a schedule, but you have a little bit more leniency and mm. a bit more... It's a little more fair. Yeah. Um, the town is also a bit smaller and more con- confined. Mm-hmm. Which, and it, it kind of... And it has greater dungeon variety. Yeah. This, now, the biggest debate I've seen between 3 and 4 is some people prefer 4's gameplay, but 3's story. I personally prefer... Per, I prefer 4's story just because I love the whole... The plot line of... Everybody has their inner demons and you gotta... It's better to like kind of like accept yourself for who you are, not try yep. to hide from it. Kind of storyline that four has, mm. with the murder mystery going on in the background. <laughs> yep. Oh my god. What? Sorry, I looked up like um. I was curious because I've been into figures recently, so I looked up to see if there's a Persona Four figure, and there's one of like of the main character you, and then his um his persona, and it's selling for eight hundred dollars. That sounds about right. Oh my god. Sorry. I was just like, I don't know if that's overpriced though, because it looks like there's the same figure next to it, and they're selling it for $90, so that might be jacked up. (laughs) I don't know. But anyways, um, yeah, so Persona 4 has, in my opinion, probably the best soundtrack. Uh, Maybe not soundtrack, because we're getting a little ahead of ourselves, but... um, my favorite cast of characters by far. Like, every party member in 4 is so relatable, so likable. Oh, yeah. I love you, Narakami. I love, like, every one of the your party members. Even the side characters are all likable. Hmm. Except for you. You don't like the, uh, you don't like the drama class girl, but... No. Well, she's just like, I don't know why, but for some reason, her design, it just, like, it doesn't, like, I don't know. I don't know. I just don't, I don't like it. I don't like it. No, you you instead like the Pikachu girl. The Pikachu girl? Yeah, the trumpet player. Oh, yeah, but her storyline is so cute and adorable. And, like, also, yeah. she's not depressed if, like, you basically, like, say, no, let's uh, just yeah, be friends. Like, um, and that's... That, well, then drama, the drama story, the drama root storyline is a lot more depressing too. Yeah, I'd rather just see a little girl trying to play her trumpet. Like she's just Trump. trying her best. <laughs> yeah. Oh my yeah, god. They, but Bill, Persona there's... Four has some great characters, great Teddy voice acting. Teddy. Yeah, Teddy. <laughs> I love Teddy. He's my. I favorite. love everybody in Persona Four. Oh yeah, all the I characters mean, love... are so lovable. And so, Four. Four is interesting because four was not a worldwide record-shattering success, mm-hmm. but Persona Four was pretty big. Like when it came out, like yeah. and it really pushed the series into the oh, we know what this is. Yeah. Like um, I Persona Four was what got me interested in playing the series in general. Yeah. I couldn't couldn't get it at the time because it was rated M. Yep, <laughs> and you weren't allowed. No, that was 2008. We were only in, like... God, we still, oh, I think, middle school, maybe? Oh, really? Yeah. We were children. We were... We were babies. Oh, my 
god! What? It's a per- it's a I was trying to see if there's like a Teddy figure cuz now I really want one cuz Teddy's my favorite. He's my favorite character of the whole games. I love him. But there's one of him where he has his his uh human form and he's in the costume but he has the little hat off and it's adorable okay i'm having a great time (laughs) i bet you are (laughs) now anyways so after persona 4 the wait for persona 5 would be insane yes so similar to like how the gap there was a gap between one and two and three and four the gap between four and five was huge. Yep. And in the inter- interim, between four and five, there was many a spinoff. Atlas released many a spinoff <laughs> and many a remake. Yes. So directly following Persona Four, we got Shin Megami Tensei Persona on the PSP, which was a remake of Persona One. Yep. Featuring both quests. Fixed localization. <laughs> yeah, no more Mark. No and more the Mark. No, no, Mark's Mark's still there. He's well, just yeah, not no. that, that. Mark is Mark. still there, but he's just more. Um, he's not inappropriate anymore. Yeah. <laughs> they also revamped like the soundtrack and like all the battle systems. Basically, it's the definitive way to play the game. Honestly, at this yeah. point. And that was for the PSP, and the PSP got many a Persona title. Yes. Because following that, we got Persona, another Persona 3 re-release. We got Persona 3 Portable. Mm-hmm. Which, while I still think FES is probably the definitive way to play 3, mm-hmm. Persona 3 Portable is interesting. Because it, so it's a, basically they took, they took Persona, um, they, they took Persona 3 and they basically crammed it onto a PSP disc. Yep. And it features kind of like condensed, like, exploration and stuff but it features the same story but now it adds an additional female protagonist that you can play as oh cool along with a revised battle system which basically lifts the battle system from four and puts it in three oh nice so you can control your party members that's nice although it doesn't include any of the fes stuff oh well so they tried yeah (laughs) But, I mean, Persona 3 Portable is definitely up there, too. Yeah. As a really great way to play uh, Persona 3. And then following Persona 3 Portable, we had, I believe it was Persona 4 Arena next. Mm-hmm. Nope, no, no, it was Innocent Sin. Oh, Never mind. just kidding. <laughs> so, we got the remake for... We got the remake for um, Persona 2 Innocent Sin. And yep. this time around, we actually got Persona... Um, Innocent Sin over here. And they kind of edited it slightly, you could tell, because Hitler is now referred to as the Fuhrer. Yeah. And he has shades. Yes. To make him less Hitler-y. But the game itself, it's basically similar to the Persona 1 remake. It just, they clean things up, uh, remaster the soundtrack, revise the graphics, and it's, we finally got a way to play it over here. Mm. But tragically... Tragic. We did. We did not get the PSP version of Eternal Punishment. Oh, that's dumb. Well, here's the thing. There's never really been given a reason why. Hmm. All that we, the only reasoning we've been given was basically there was 
strange circumstances. <laughs> Mysterious circumstances. That's basically all we got. Like they they really did not give an official answer why we did not get Eternal Punishment for PSP. Hmm. I really got to import the the Japanese version at some point because I just want to experience it a little. Yeah. Well, maybe if we ever go to Japan, we'll find a copy and we'll buy it in oh, person. I might find it at Retro World, for all we know. Yeah, you never know. And so, in between um, Innocent Sin and Eternal Punishment's PSP releases, we also this time, we also this is when we got Persona Four Arena, what? which was a fighting game made by Arc System Works, who were the creators of like Guilty Gear and like Blaze Blue. Mm-hmm. Um, and it basically stars the Persona characters, and it features like a full-on story mode that's super confusing to get through. Yep. That it takes place after the events of four, um, where basically you comes back to Inuba and uh, shit get, shit happens again. Shit gets real. <laughs> and so you're in the TV world, and there's like a fighting tournament going on. So that's basically the excuse for why you have to fight all the characters this time around. Huh. And it was also the first game to officially use uh, Yu Narakami as his canon name. Oh, that's funny. Well, because it was right after the uh, the anime adaptation. Ah, so they made where they, yep where they where made he a became name. where he became the the mimetic uh, badass that he is. <laughs> yes. Oh, I loved what they did to his character. Like in the... well, he he went from he went from being just kind of like the the silent protagonist. So basically, he just he just became this like mimetic badass who's perfect at everything he does. Yep. <laughs> but um, yeah. So Persona Four Arena was a really solid fighter. Yep. And after Persona Four Arena, then we got Persona Four Golden. Yes. For the Vita. Yes. Which is up until its P- P- uh, PC port um, last year was probably one of the only reasons to own a Vita. Yeah, it's the only reason I own a Vita. <laughs> it's the only reason my Vita gets played once a year, like regularly once a year. But um. Yep. So Persona Four Golden is similar to Persona Two FES and Portable. Mm-hmm. It is the definitive version of Persona Four. Yeah. Now, what's funny about Golden was originally they were going to do like a Persona Four Portable. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, backtrack a minute because I forgot to talk about um a couple key things from Persona Three Portable. Okay. So there is was additional also like content added for Persona Three Portable. Yeah. Um, including there's one point where you actually visit Inaba. Oh really? Yeah, and you meet young Yukiko. Huh, that's funny. You, you, um, it's like it's like middle school Yukiko where she has like shorter hair. Yep. And she's in like a standard middle school uniform instead. <laughs> yep. And then you also you also meet. It's not. Hiccup. It's not um, Vincent, but it's it's a guy who looks like Vincent from Catherine. Is just chilling in a bar. Oh, that's funny. And he kind of alludes to like a uh, Catherine in the in in like kind of like a stealthy kind of way. Yep. Did this come out before Catherine or after Catherine? I'd have to look. I think it might have been around the same time. Oh, okay. Because you got to remember, there was no Persona. Atlas really didn't release anything on the PlayStation Three or Three Hundred and Sixty during this time. Mm-hmm. There was Catherine, and then there was Persona 4 Arena. Yep. So, Persona 4 Golden, though, originally that was supposed to be a PSP game similar to Persona 3. Uh-huh. And it, it, it was supposed to be, like, kind of stripped down to fit on a PSP. Yep. Then they got the specs for the Vita, and they realized they could expand the game. Yeah. So, Persona 4 Golden is, like, 
the definitive way to play Persona 4. Yes. Like, there's no reason to play regular Persona 4 anymore. No. Because it basically, it refines everything, adds way more, like, a whole bunch more content. I think, like, over, like, 30-something hours added to it. Yeah. A whole extra characters, additional storylines. It's, it's the greatest game ever made even better. Yeah. And, oh, man, so, so many hours pumped into Persona 4 Golden. Like, yep. I, I'm not kidding when I say I play it, like, literally once a year. No, nope, he, good. I can confirm, he plays it once a year. Yeah, I, I played it confirm. so much that you wanted to play it, so I yeah. had to buy you a Vita. And that's how I played Persona. Thought I heard something. Maybe I'm now, just going crazy. <laughs> after Now, after Persona 4 Golden, this is when Persona Mania started. Yes. Because <laughs> then we got... Persona 4 Arena Ultimix, uh-huh. which was an updated version of Persona 4 Arena, featuring even more characters. Because Persona 4 Arena, I forgot to mention, is a crossover with Persona 3, because you, you meet up with the adult versions of the Persona 3 cast, minus the protagonist. Yep. And, for um, reasons. For reasons, but... um. <laughs> play the game to find out. Yes. But, um... <laughs> Yeah, so you've it. It's kind of like a weird that that it basically it continues. Ultimix continues right after um, the events of Persona Four Arena. Mm-hmm. So you basically it just it's the same shit. You're in this TV fighting tournament. Mm-hmm. Um, adds more playable characters. Like this time you actually get to play as Risei. Oh, nice. Plus plus the rest of the uh, Persona Three cast. Yeah. That wasn't in the uh, first game. And it's good. It's probably one of the best fighters. And we actually played in an official uh, arcade cabinet of it at um, this arcade we went to once. Oh, round one, right? Round yeah, one. Yeah, that, that's it, what it's it, called. That doesn't, that doesn't exist anymore. But um. Oh, it doesn't. No, they tore that mall down. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, I'm sure the the uh, franchise still exists. We should yeah, find yeah. one so we could play it again. Yeah. I'm determined. Um, round one. But anyways, anyways, Persona. So after Persona 4 Arena Ultimix, then we got two more spin-offs. We got Persona Q, Shadow of the Labyrinth. And this one was interesting, because this was the first Persona game not to release on a Sony console. Instead, it was released for the 3DS, of all things. Yeah. And Persona Q was, a, once again, a crossover between uh, 3 and 4. Mm-hmm. Although, this one takes place kind of in, like, an a weird, like, alternate, like, time. Canonically, it takes place during the Culture Festival from Persona 4. Huh. But it's in, like, a pocket dimension kind of thing where they meet up with the cast of Persona 3, but they're all the same age. Yep. So the three cast, they're kind of meeting in this weird time bubble thing. Mm-hmm. And Persona Q is essentially... It's essentially Etrian Itri- Odyssey meets Persona. With, like, first-person dungeon crawling and, like, map drawing and a completely different setup than Persona. Like, it's nothing like the mainline Persona games. But it's a fairly interesting game for what it is. Hmm. And then that was also followed up by probably the most interesting spinoff to date, Persona 4, Dancing All Night. Yeah! Now, Persona 4, Dancing All Night is a dancing, is a rhythm dancing game. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, kind of similar to like, say, uh, sorry. <coughs> sorry, I just choked on my drink. 
<laughs> you, need to, you, you, you need to stop doing this during podcasts. I'm sorry, I can't help choking. It just happens. Ugh, I don't do it on purpose. <laughs> You're making it sound like I do it on purpose. Okay. <laughs> oh, shut, shut, qu- quit your crocodile. Podcast, he's bullying me. <laughs> well, anyways, Persona Dang. 4 dancing. Go- are you okay <laughs> do you need a moment no <laughs> i just need you to stop yelling and judging me when i cough or choke <laughs> bill you're not supposed to inhale you're not supposed to inhale your drinks i wasn't trying to <laughs> all right let's let's continue okay. this bullshit so persona 4 dancing all night is a rhythm game that takes place after the events of Persona 4 Arena, mm-hmm. but before the events of the epilogue from Persona 4 Golden. Yeah. So it's... there. So it's basically... Rise is in a dancing competition. kind, of, Not a competition. She's, um, she's returned to being an idol, and this is her first big performance. Mm-hmm. But then, like all Persona games, shit gets real. And yep. you're back in the shadow world again, and instead of fighting shadows with personas, you instead fight them with dance. Yes. And it's, I mean, say what you will, it's a rhythm game. It's a, yeah. it's a decent rhythm game. Oh, yeah. And, like, one thing, too, is, like, in Japan, rhythm games are so much bigger than they are here. Oh, they're pretty big here these days, too. Oh, yeah. But, like, I, I just, from my experience in Japan, I remember, like, going to every arcade had a section mm-hmm. for rhythm games. Like, oh, yeah. There was well, the whole everywhere. designated section just for rhythm games. And, like, you could see people and they'd be like... It was nuts. But, like, it's super big in Japan, so I'm not surprised Persona made one. I wonder if they have an arcade cabinet for it. They probably do. I don't think so. I think it was strictly a... Well, no, no. In Japan, they might. No, I've done research. I don't think it was ever made for arcades. Aw, well, that's... Stupid. Well, the way the the way it's designed, it's not really designed to be an arcade cabinet kind of game. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah. But the, so the main reason to play Persona Four Dancing All Night, unless you're a diehard like me and you want to hear more storyline, yep, is um, the remixes. Oh yeah. Basically, the game is to, you get a whole bunch of different dance styled remixes of um, Shoji Meguro's um. OST from Persona 4. Mm-hmm. And it includes like as- it includes songs from Persona Q, Arena, the anime, like also all these different like sources. Basically it's it's basically just a giant celebration of Persona 4. Yep. And uh, the only downside was at the time initially it was exclusive to the Vita. Mhm. So not a lot of people have played it. Aww. Even though it l- looks gorgeous for a Vita yeah. title. Oh yeah. But because it but, was on a... Because it was on a handheld that nobody owned. Yeah. <laughs> Not a lot of people played it. Nope. But during this whole interim, like, this was all literally during the hype for Persona 5. Mm-hmm. And right ar- So during, like, around the point where, like, Arena was announced and, like, well, Arena Ultimax Q and, like, Dancing All Night, we finally started getting info on Persona 5. Yep. And... Once we finally got the first trailer, the first screenshots and stuff, it was like, so essentially Persona Five, for the mo- 
to be, I guess to put it mildly, kind of skipped a generation. Yep. Sort of. Kind of. Because it did still release for PS3, but this game was meant for PS4. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, I remember the hype for Persona 5 like nothing else, because it was like, diehard Persona 4 fan, I Mm. want the next game in the series. Yeah. And there was like, wasn't there like a ton of delays? Like, it kept getting delayed yeah, it, and delayed. Yeah, it kept getting delayed. So then you were just like, like ugh, more hype, more hype. Yep. Well, I remember because I went to GameStop and I pre-ordered the special edition, the Take Your Heart special edition. Yep. And I remember they kept unveiling the characters, and it's like... I love when when they first unveiled the characters because we had no idea what their personalities were, so we just kind of saw mm-hmm. these different character designs and we're kind of like, I wonder what these people are going to be like. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I... It had a very, like, stylized approach. Oh, yeah. And then we started seeing more and more, like, stuff, like, being revealed. Mm-hmm. Like, we'd see gameplay elements and gameplay aspects, and then all of a sudden we start seeing actual, like, um, like cutscenes and stuff, and it's like, this is a next-gen persona. It's everything we wanted. Yeah. And then, finally, the day comes where I can go pick up Persona, 4, persona 5. Mm-hmm. And... I've said this before, but I put it in, and I play literally one hour, mm-hmm. and I stop, and I go to eBay, and I buy the soundtrack. Oh my goodness. Because one hour in, and I was already hooked on the soundtrack. It's that good. It is a great soundtrack. Oh, it, it's so amazing. Also, but it has... Persona 5... <laughs> what were you saying? <laughs> the soundtrack also has created one of my favorite videos... Oh, yeah. <laughs> With the bird. <laughs> yeah. The, I, Persona 5 spawned a lot of memes. Oh, yeah, it did. <laughs> but, so Persona 5, I don't know what it was about Persona 5, but they actually incorporated a lot of elements from Persona 1 back into this game. Hmm. Notably, uh, they brought back guns, which were... <laughs> But you had basically two weapon options in the early in like Persona One, and I think maybe two. Yeah. You had you had your normal attack, and then you had a gun. Yep. And they brought back the guns as a secondary weapon, Mm -hmm. and they also brought back the demon negotiations. Huh. Which you you do to get either like get personas to join you or to get items, which was a big thing in Persona One and Two to a lesser extent. Mm -hmm. Five brings it back, um, and now with like the full on stylized graphics and the Persona. The, the style that was established with Persona 3 on. Yeah. Although, Persona 5's storyline is a bit darker this time around. Oh, yeah. Where you're... Basically, the whole plot... The, the whole message of Persona 5 is basically, society sucks. Yeah. Accurate. And, no. <laughs> yeah. I'm not gonna go there, but, um... <laughs> I did. Yeah, I know you did, but, yeah. um... Yeah, so the whole plot with Persona 5 is basically you have people who are, like, dis- absolutely despicable. And mm-hmm. you're basically, you, you play as the Phantom Thieves of Heart. Yeah. And you basically go into this, this other world, which is basically, like, kind of like the inner personified thoughts of the people. And you basically visit their cognitive worlds, and you basically can change them from the inside to make them better people. Mm-hmm. In a sense. And it gets really complex with the theming, especially the first couple. Yeah. Like, in particular. And, oh my god, the graphics are so great. The characters are just as likable as in 4. Mm-hmm. Honestly, they're probably... If I wasn't such a forehead, I'd say... Um, 
five had a has a more likable cast, but I'm I'm such a dedicated four fan. Oh yeah, that. it's okay. But um, I get what you're saying. Yeah, and I don't know what it was about Persona Five, but this game blew up. Oh yeah, like Persona Four was big. They also Persona Five was a like record breaking like yes was like a was like a movement. <laughs> Persona 5 also was marketed. Like, the marketing for Persona 5 was much more than Persona 4, but I think they also had a much larger budget for Persona 5, so they could well, yeah, put the money that they... Uh, there was money that the, went to marketing, so I think that definitely helped. Yeah, but also by this point, Sega owned had purchased Atlas. Oh yeah, that too. And they had just, like, that backing them up as well. Yep. And the other key thing, too, is the overall world, like, fandom scape had changed by by this point oh yeah like anime was very oh yeah like anime is much more acceptable at that point everything is very mainstream like 2008 it was still very uh it was still like like people there was people who you definitely knew who watched anime but then there was also people like me and bill who like didn't tell a soul that we watched anime like (laughs) (laughs) but uh and then at this point like it was anime okay. became talk- mainstream. Yeah, it's mainstream at this point. It's on every and more, streaming platform. Also, and also Japanese like RPGs were also like the especially the obscure ones were like at the high we're back we're back in the spotlight. Yeah. And I feel like it was like a a whole combination of things all together that just mm-hmm. Persona Persona Five just exploded like yeah in popularity like everybody was interested in Persona Five. Oh yeah. And it got to the point where. Uh, the main character, Ren, or Joker, as he's more commonly known as, mm-hmm. um, he's appeared in Smash Brothers. Yeah. Which led to so many, so many uh, speculations of a Switch port, which never yeah. happened. No. And it, it probably never will at this point. No, I don't, I don't think the Switch... Uh, it probably could, but it wouldn't run as good. Yeah. But um, I'm amazed it hasn't come to PC yet, honestly. But. Yeah. I feel like that will happen, and when that happens, I'll finally be able to play it. (laughs) Maybe. Well, you'll probably get a PS4 before then. I know, honestly. Like, I I should get one at some point, but just, like, that's money, and save up for that, so. Or, like, find one that's, like, gently used or something. Maybe. It's it's kind of awkward, but, um... So, Persona... Five because they put Joker in Smash Brothers, mm-hmm. it actually caused a trend of people being interested in the character. The problem is though, they're all Nintendo fans. Yeah, and they lot... didn't have place. <laughs> yeah, I also heard. Um, I, I heard from some people like I, I know at the Game Stops I go to that um, there was a lot a lot a large influx of like children who were interested in playing Persona. Oh no. Which, let let's not mince words. Persona is an M-rated series for a reason. Yes. Yeah, so that was awkward. Yeah, they get but, they get violent and they get dark and it's probably not the best. And 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 highly sexual. At oh times. yeah, no, like I mean, like you date, you can basically date every female in the game, basically. In five, you can date your teacher. Yeah, Japan, yeah. <laughs> Japan, everyone, Japan, and and, and the nurse, Japan, and, and a lot of a lot of things. Well, actually, no, in Persona Five, you can date everybody. Yeah, and then but on Valentine's Day. <laughs> Because they'll kick your ass on Valentine's Day. Yeah. Persona 4 oh. on Valentine's Day just makes you feel guilty. And then Persona, Persona 4. 5. <laughs> Persona 4 Golden. Persona 4 regular Golden. Persona, regular Persona 4 didn't matter. Oh. 
I love that they made that a, they made that a thing and when I play Persona 5 I will do that just to get that you just want to see him get his ass kicked this yeah. is by all the girls yeah yeah but um so similarly to Persona 4 5 also had like an influx of spin-offs because immediately after Persona 5 comes out we get Persona so we actually got two games. We got Persona 3, Dancing Star Night. Yep. No, Dancing Moon Night. And then Persona 5, Dancing Star Night. Yep. Which were translated over to, like, Persona 3, Dancing in Moonlight, and then Persona 5, Dancing in Starlight over here. Mm-hmm. Which were essentially just the Persona 3 and 5 versions of Persona 4, Dancing All Night. Yep. And they didn't really have a story, though, this time. Like, the other one had so, a definitive story, but yeah, this th- one Yeah, so they Persona kinda... 4, Dancing All Night had a full-on story. Yeah. In Persona... In the three and five games, the story is kind of like it's just thrown together to have something to progress. You it, through it's the game. literally the Velvet Room girls are having a, a petty spat, so they ha- they recruit you into the dream worlds, basically to have a dance off to see whose team is a better dance. Yeah, it's yeah, weird like that. It's stupid, but you know it gets the job done. The whole game basically takes place inside a dream. But, yep. um, Ow! I just stubbed my toe. You're just falling apart this time. I, I don't know. It's it's been a long week. It's been a long but fat. <laughs> that's I, our that's our excuse for every week. <laughs> it's it's been a week and it's also yep. it's, it, I mean it's not cl- I still have two hours to my bedtime, but I'm tired. <laughs> yeah. I'm a child, it's okay. I'm an adult <laughs> child. No, I just work for a living, that's it. <laughs> Anyways. So do many of us. But um Anyways, yeah, so the two Persona 5 and 3 dancing games. Basically, it's if, if you liked Persona 4 dancing all night, you'll like these two. You just mm-hmm. get more remixes, same gameplay. Although, admittedly, these games didn't sell that well. Yeah. I think they, people were just getting burned out with Persona, honestly. Yeah, there was a lot. Oh, yeah. Um, and then after that, we got Persona Q2, mm-hmm. which was one of the final 3DS games to release. Yeah. And I remember it specifically because it came out right at the end of the 3DS's lifespan. And I remember because it caused a huge like, huge shitstorm in the fandom. Because yeah. it was announced that the game wasn't going to be dubbed. Oh! Which was a shame because it was literally a crossover between Persona 3, 4, and 5. Yeah. Although the primary game uh, characters you played as were the 5 cast, but still. Mm-hmm. But still. All they three were all of those there. games... Oh, yeah, and all, all of those games have phenomenal voice actors mm-hmm. that you would have loved to hear, like, interact. Yeah. But, alas, I mean, it's another good game. And then, following that one, then we got the announcement of Persona 5 Royal. Yes. Which was essentially the Persona 4 Golden for 5. Yeah. It was just an expanded version where they added in probably the content that they weren't finished with yet at the time. Mm-hmm. And a new character. A new character, a bunch of stuff. I still have to finish Five Royal. I have. I just haven't had time to play it, so I'm not going to go too deep into the changes because I haven't seen them all yet. Yeah. And oh, and then also there was Persona Five: The Animation. Yes. One of the most interesting anime adaptions because it came out and everyone hated it. Yeah. And then the dub came out and everyone changed their mind. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Well, because the dub 
the dub the dub carried that anime. Yeah. The dub actors, the, the voice actors yeah, for it. Yeah, the voice actor particularly um Xander Mobus as Joker. He carried mm-hmm. that character. Yep. Cuz similar because like in the Japanese version, he's like a, basically a stoic like silent protagonist in the anime too. Mhm. In, at least in the um, the dubbed version, they gave him some character and show that he does have a personality. Yeah, they gave him a little. It's it's funny though how like just like having a voice actor, like a different one, can really change the character. Because mm. it's funny as I'm, <laughs> as you know, I'm part of the One Piece fandom now, and a lot of people hate the dubbed actors. A lot of people they hate the dub for One Piece. Well, that's that's just dub versus sub people and it's it's an argument that'll never end but i will admit that sometimes like as much as i love luffy's character his his dub voice actor it can be a little ear grating at times well apparently not to get off topic but apparently that's a that was a mandate from toy that he has to have a female voice actor oh really yeah well i know that uh, his his japanese and his uh american are both female yeah yeah that, but it's, that's the, just the thing the female voice actor for the Japan one, it's the one time where I agree. I actually do enjoy his his Japanese voice actor more. I just think she makes brings even more, like, I don't know, the mannerisms of the character, I feel like, just, like, come out more. So I feel like that's kind of what happened with Persona, where, um, where the dubbed voice actor just made the character more likable in the end. Well, that's just... We're so used to that over here, especially with like game the Persona games having the phenomenal dub work that they do. Yeah. And Espe- yeah, yeah, especially too, because you are attached to that character that you've oh, already yeah. played the game with, and then you go and watch the animation. And you're like, who the heck is this person? Oh, so he, another great anime example is uh, the the Ace Attorney anime. Oh yeah. The Japanese version was very mixed overall, but the oh, yeah. the, uh, the dub, the dub was very well received. Yeah. At least. From who I've talked to, it was yeah. Because I enjoyed it it. it. it had the same character that the um, the games did. Yeah. But yeah, so following Persona Five Royal, it's we're basically at the. Oh wait, no, there was Persona Five Scramble. What am I, what am I talking about? What Scramble? Or st- Scrambled Eggs? Striker. Oh, <laughs> Persona Five Scrambled. <laughs> Scrambled Eggs. No, no, it's, ca- it's called it's called Scramble in in Japan for some reason. I like that. I like it more because it just makes me think of eggs. Anyways. See, I remember this game because this game was another case of Atlas trolling the fandom. Yep. Because it was initially uh, announced as Persona 5 S. Yep. Which led to immediately everyone going, it's a Switch port. They're doing the Switch port. (laughs) And then they were like, shit. (laughs) Like, we need to... No, 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 no. No, then they were like, yeah, this game's coming out for Switch. But it's not Persona 5. (laughs) That's so mean. It's a spinoff. Atlas is just a bunch of trolls at this point. Oh, no, no. The greatest troll job they ever did was, hey, Switch owners, do you want to play Persona 5? Well, all you got to do is buy a PS4. <laughs> oh, <laughs> they literally said that at one point. It was great. Oh, my God. That's hilarious. Atlas just no. is having a good time over there. <laughs> no, nah, but we'll end it. Well, we're not. Well, the final Persona game released to date is Persona 5 Strikers, which is a... It's basically like a Dynasty Warriors style game, similar to like Hyrule Warriors or Final Fantasy uh, Warriors. Oh, okay. I mean not Final uh, Fire Emblem Warriors. Yep. It's it's like a hack and slash kind of thing, but it yep. takes place in the Persona Five universe. I think it takes place after the events of 
five. I'm not sure if it takes royal into account. Mm. I'd have to. I, I'd have to double check. It's been a while. Yeah. I only played it like once. Mm. But yeah. So after that, um, the series has been kind of in the background for the past couple, like most of 2020. It's been kind of quiet. Yeah. Until a week ago, where. Well, at the time of recording, it was like it was earlier this week, but um, yep. They just announced the 25th anniversary of the series. Yeah. And with that, they announced seven projects. What? <laughs> we don't know. We have. They haven't officially confirmed any of them yet. Yeah. Although it's basically been all but confirmed that Persona Six is one of those projects. Woo! <laughs> Which, I mean, makes sense, because, I mean, yeah. they have the Persona 5 engine already, so they can just port that over yeah. and make another game. Mm-hmm. But I'm curious what those other projects are going to be. Yeah. I assume more spinoffs. Oh, yeah. So the fact that the actual, the, the, the picture they used for the 25th anniversary, which I'll use in the thumbnail for this episode, mm-hmm. um, what, what interested me was they actually include, they actually acknowledge Persona 1 and 2 for one. Yeah. So maybe we'll get some. Maybe we'll finally get that Persona Two game, the the second part. We'll get that. Maybe maybe they'll do a definitive re-release of the yeah. game. Like we'll get something new, or maybe another re-release of one. Yeah. Just something. Hmm. And I assume we'll probably see more of the, the three and four cast as well. Oh yeah, definitely the four cast. I feel like. Yeah. Well, maybe the three cast. They seem to want to do more with them now. Hmm. I hope we get like a nice crossover game again. Nice, good crossover. Oh, yeah, there was... Perso- I forgot to talk about it, because it never came out over here officially, but there was Persona 3, the movie. Yeah, there was that. Which, which was, like, a three-part movie that kind of adapted the game. Mm-hmm. Persona 3's plot. Yeah. It never came out over here, so we never really got a way to see it. I think you can watch it on... It might be on Funimation. I'm not... It's definitely not dubbed. Anyway. No, it's it's not dubbed, but you can watch it subbed, I'm pretty certain. It, it's kind of like... It's kind of like the Persona 4 anime. Yeah. I'm not the an- Persona 4 anime. The Persona 4 golden anime. Yes. Persona 4 had two animes. Yes. The golden anime wasn't as good. No. I'll, I'll say that. Well, and the reason why is because it only... It basically centered around the new character of golden, so you kind of... Who I... I don't hate. I just wish... The, the anime was kind of pointless. It should have just yeah. been like an OVA. Yeah, it should have just been, yeah, like an OVA. Like, it didn't need, like, a whole series. Mm. That was pretty much as long as the original Persona anime. Yeah. I didn't watch it. <laughs> I watched a few episodes, and I was like, I'm good. Yeah. I just was like, meh. Meh. S- see, similar to Persona 5, I love Force cast so much that it just didn't feel right without the dub. Yeah, no. But, yeah, so I'm looking forward to the future series is it, I'm, I'm ha- so happy that Persona is where it is now even if the mainline Shin Megami Tensei fans are bitter about it but yeah. <laughs> well, they can deal with it they're getting they're getting a fifth game on the Switch so, like be happy you're getting something and they yeah. re-released Shin Megami Tensei 3 recently yeah be happy Atlas is doing well enough to keep making games honestly yeah like an Atlas is At- doing actually before cool. Sega bought them Atlas was borderline bankrupt so. yeah and now atlas is like a super prominent name yeah. in the gaming industry. now now atlas is carrying sega yeah one thing i do want to do eventually is when we do go to japan there is an atlas cafe 
Where they like, well, and they change it up. So like, um, they'll change up the theme based on the game. So every time, like, well, I don't know how often they change it, but they change it up pretty often. So I think they've done like a bunch of their franchises. So maybe one day we'll go to the Atlas Cafe. Okay. Yeah. Well, I guess before we wrap, before we wrap it up, who would you say out of the characters, who would you say is your favorite um, character in Persona? Huh. Just in general. Well, I kind of said it was Teddy. I love Teddy. Oh, did you? Okay. <laughs> but, um... You like, Mor- you like Morgana, too. I do like Morgana, too. But if I was going to say, like, um... Uh, a non, like, animal character, <laughs> I guess... Uh, I'd have to say... Well, it's kind of weird, but I'd have to say Yunarkami because his anime... He's just, like... They, they gave him such a life, like, the, the anime did. And, like, after playing it, now you just, like, think of that whenever you play it, so... Um, definitely yeah. that. But if not, I, Teddy, because I freaking yeah. love Teddy. <laughs> He's my and then favorite. You, you know who my you know who my favorite is. Yukiko. I love Yukiko. Yep. I like Yukiko, and then I like um. Budaba? I love Makat. Oh. What? Oh, Makato. Yep. You yep. love Makato. Yep. Makat. Not not the Persona Three protagonist. The the Makato Najima from Persona Five. Yep. Both the priestess Darkanas. Yeah. <laughs> ironically. He's got a type. <laughs> yeah. An- anime girls. Anime girls. E- <laughs> this is the part where mom starts crying in the car. No, no, no. no, she, no she's, more, she's not crying about that. She, she's crying about the fact that we brought that we brought that up but at the same time she's more confused like she's like what the hell are they talking about and then, and then as soon as this podcast comes out and she listens to it i'm gonna get a text from her <laughs> like always we love you yeah. mom <laughs> yes we do you're our number one fan <laughs> our only fan <laughs> no we, we we have a few we have a few i, I know a few yep We have friends who listen. <laughs> yep. I have friends who listen anyways. <laughs> I don't. I don't have friends. Bye. Well that well that just got depressing. <laughs> and mom started crying again. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> well, anyways guys. I, I think we've we've I think we we're fall we're we've reached the end at this point. Yeah, we're falling apart as per usual. We we fell apart at the front at the start. Yes, so. we did. But uh, yeah, so the gaming collecting podcast is made on Anchor Podcasts, and you can easily find us on all your major podcasting platforms, particularly Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Spotify. And yeah, thanks for joining us again as we discuss the games that shaped us. We'll see you guys later. See you later. All right. See you later. Bye. Uh.